It's episode 1041, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from his house in Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. It's been a while since I've recorded from here. It's a different energy happening. <laughs> He's in his living room right now. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello. <laughs> We're glad to have you back. We missed you last week. And uh, from Austin, Texas. Uh, speaker, podcaster, mogul herself, Jamie Ivy. Hey guys. Hey, it, the family's all back. We've had a couple, of, a few weeks where it, it hasn't it been the four good. of us. I feel good. I do, Jesse. You're. Why are you home though? You look disheveled, and you're, <laughs> you look disheveled. <laughs> you, do I? Your hair. Yes. You've got bed. You've got like four days of bedhead on your head right now. Like, well, there's a reason for that. And, and uh, your beard. This is what, you just. You look like. like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would I'm, walk up to a new neighbor's <laughs> house and they'd answer the door and I'd be like. What, do you live here? Like, do you have a job? <laughs> you guys are you guys are really doing a lot for my confidence this morning. Dang. But to be fair, but to be Dang. fair, I'm I, I'm wearing what what would be like either like just super down on his luck. Like, <laughs> you, you, I'm either the guy in the movie that like just went off like some gambling bender and is realizing <laughs> the consequences of his long weekend. No, or. Yeah, because I'm wearing like a crew neck. No, 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 no. Sure. You just got laid off from your high paying tech job and this three weeks later and you're deeply yeah. depressed right now. I'm like yeah. David Wallace when Michael Scott yes. comes to yes. visit yes. and he pitches suck it in the hot tub. Like I'm wearing basketball shorts. This is, guys, this is embarrassing. I don't know why I'm showing this. This is what I'm wearing on my feet right now. I love it. Your slippers. and slippers. I am. I am. But the real story, the real story, you know, recently, uh, you know, LeBron set a new scoring record, right. which to me is is not quite as impressive as the, the famous Jordan flu game where he went out in the playoffs and won a big one hungover. while fighting. The, while hungover, fighting, the hungover game. Or he claims poison pizza. Today's my flu game, guys. I'm, I'm having an old-fashioned sick day. I don't know if you can hear it in my, in my, the, the normal tenor is dis, dis, disrupted by, you know, whatever's happening in my sinuses. I'm, I've been under the weather for several days now. Uh, it's, I don't believe it's, it's uh, testing negative for COVID. So this is just some other virus, but I didn't want to miss the show and I'm recording from home. Today. We, we appreciate it. Man. We're so glad you're working while you're sick. On my retreat last week, I think I got a sinus infection. Is it, are, are you like stuffy and, is it like like just yeah. snotty and all that stuff? There's something going it, around, it man, for real. I, I've had I got that, I, and I've had that through. We've had that in our house too, but I've also had like body aches oh, and just like that's different. Low that's different. That's yeah. different. Like the flu. That's different. Yeah, the flu. Yeah. yeah, that's the flu. Remember yeah. before? Remember before March of 2020 when you got a little sick and you're like, ah, it's a cold. Man. Now, like the yeah. minute the minute you feel Stay sick, away. COVID. I got it. I got the COVID. Yeah. Like it's just like. I think and, I'm just now barely getting over that. And if you like, it used to be one of those things where it, it used to be like a sign of how hard of a worker you were. If you're like, you know, I'm coming in, I'm powering through. Now people are like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't come here. Stay you away. are not powering through today, buddy. Stay in the bubble yep. you yep. deserve. And you can't even like sneeze or sniffle in public either. Cause then you have to be like, I promise it's allergies. Yep. Like I, I am yeah. not, I'm not sick. Big time you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. But guys, I am enjoying this David Wallace laid off lifestyle. Mm. You know, I think I'll have a <laughs> peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich or whatever he ate and just really like oh, lean what? in for the day. Or, yeah. He ate like a, he ate like, there's the famous episode of The Office where Michael goes to visit David Wallace, who at that point, I think was about three months outside of being laid off from Dunder Mifflin. Uh-huh. And he's spending his days uh, um, eating peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches and just soaking in a hot tub. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to get the full experience and, and eat that sandwich today. You know, <laughs> All right. I'm jealous. I haven't had any sick days. I haven't been sick in four years. It's so weird. I wanted I want to take a break. I had the flu in December and it was not fun. Ooh. Okay, let, let's do some real. I, I'll qualify it just like uh, we, we, we qualify, uh, you know, talking about COVID post, you know, sort of height of the pandemic. Obviously, we know it's a tragedy. It affected a lot of people. But for those who got it, there was a stretch, especially early on, where they're like, hey, guys, it's 14 days quarantine. Like it, it, it moved back to like five. And, and now yeah. it's like, I don't know when you're feeling better. We don't really even know. Just, you know, kind of be careful or whatever. But back at, back when it first happened, oh, it would yeah. be 14 days. And I knew so many people who were who were like sick, sick for like two or three. And then they're like, honestly, man, I sat in a room while people brought me food for two <laughs> weeks just watching Netflix or sleeping as much as I could. Like some people were like, I, I can't say this for obvious reasons, but it was awesome. Like it was, it was, it was like a vacation yeah. just uh, from society. Okay. The second time I had COVID felt that way. The first time did not. Okay. I was really sick. But the second time yeah. by like day two, I actually went up to the office to work because there's no one here. So I'm like, I'm quarantined here by myself, but I, I can't stay in my room for longer than like three or four days. That's, that gets old to me. Oh, I can. Yeah, even it, it, because you know you have an excuse too. You know that you're doing the morally right thing by not exposing people and you're just firing up Netflix and and, and ordering up Uber Eats. Leave it on the door. <laughs> I, leave it on the door. I will drag it inside with a little shepherd's hook and I'm going to keep on binging, you know, uh, okay. whatever yeah. we got. I'm going to throw a hot take into the mix right now. Uh-oh. And Do I don't it. want to throw any of you guys under the bus, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that men would have an easier time laying in their bed watching Netflix for two weeks than a woman would. Why? Unpack that. Okay. Because like when I'm up in my room, it's different now that my kids are big, but when my kids were little, when I'm up in my room and I'm sick, all I'm thinking about is like, do they have what they need? Is Aaron able to take care of them? Oh my gosh, there's someone knocking at my door. It's just like, I just, it's too much to be up there. I'm much better useful going downstairs. So I never relax. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying men, can't, but I think it is easier for you guys to relax even when the house is. Listen, chaotic. Jamie, I'm going to agree. Okay. I'm, I'm going to yeah. agree with you because when my wife is gone and it's just me and the boys, it's just, hey, what y'all doing? <laughs> hey, it, I mean, it's like you hear, you hear like fighting and 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 all that stuff, and I'm like, hey, 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 what, whoa, 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 and then it's just that, and then we just order pizza, we eat Chinese food, and and it's just that, and it's like no attention to detail. Uh, only thing I care about is that they brush their teeth because I don't want to smell their breath. That's pr- pretty much yeah. that, and we're good. So yeah. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to JD from United. He's joining us. Um, we also have your feedback at the end of the show. Don't miss it. Uh, but stay tuned. Right now, Emily joins us for Relevant Buzz.
You're listening to Ruby Red. The song is Too Late to Call. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. It's time for... Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show our very own downtown Emily Brown, telling us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. Uh, I do have to acknowledge we've been talking. Jesse's uh, recording from home. He has a different background. I do have to acknowledge it looks like you're recording live from a home goods today um, <laughs> or maybe a Cracker Barrel gift shop. What? Basically, I just can't win is what I'm hearing because <laughs> oh, last man. time I had nothing on my walls and you guys said it either looked like I was in a jail cell or Marty said it was a jail ward. cell. Ma- yeah. Marty said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, better than so, the white wall. But yeah, like, so I, put up some, <laughs> I think you look very homey. Thank you. The pendulum swung from white wall to no no white left on the wall. It's all covered by. Is, it, is this your is this your new digs? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is my apartment. Yeah. Very cool. So I worked real hard all weekend to make a nice background for y'all. And we get into staff meeting on Monday. And I'm pretty sure Cameron said it looks like Hobby Lobby threw up on my wall. So. I did not. I didn't say that. Emily, I enjoy. I enjoy your new yeah. background. <laughs> just Hobby Lobby. It looks very homey and comfy. It does. Like it, it looks homey and comfy. So is there, is there religious artifacts back there? Is that why we said it looks like Hobby Lobby? Nothing was stolen from a religious artifact, so it's not Hobby Lobby. Okay, I think that's why okay, he changed okay. it to Home Goods. Like, <laughs> She got the Ten Commandments back there. There's no shame in home goods. There's, there's no shame in home goods. No shame. It, going to home goods is an interesting experience because you're never quite sure how they're organizing this whole facility. Right. And like, what what, what calendar are they operating on? Because I'm seeing a lot of Christmas stuff or Halloween stuff just floating around all year round. There, you know. Yeah. It's a little chaotic for me. You can you get know? you can get a Santa Nutcracker, some spices, a mug yeah. set. A rug. If you're Great. if you're in the mood, if you are like, man, I, I, I'm heading to the Christmas party. I don't have a white elephant gift. You pop in a TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, a Home oh, yeah. You go to one of those backup or right by the cash register. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Like socks that you can put batteries in that'll heat your toes. Ah, I've never <laughs> seen this before, but someone's getting it. Like it's all these weird, like yep. pseudo electronic devices that they just jam up by the cash register. And it's like, yeah, I'll take like a, an AM radio for for the for the shower that also dispenses uh, you know, <laughs> conditioner. But why not? You know? I got a fake I got a cool fake plant from there though. That's in our bathroom. So sometimes look, sometimes home goods, you gotta dig through some stuff. Actually, I got a really cool lamp from there. It looks like a restoration hardware <laughs> lamp. So uh, it's it's pretty fire. Like so you gotta if you do a little digging. You can find some cool stuff from there. Yeah. Some shell That's art. That's not the place you uh, just yeah, run and like pop in. Like you got to really explore. No. Spend at date. least an hour or two in there and you get maybe one thing, but it's a good thing. So it's do you it. do you go in right. with a plan, though? I mean, like I'm I need to get X. So I'm going to go to Home Goods, or do you no, just go no browse like because like we'll do that with Target. Like we don't have a, anything we particularly need, yeah. but we just yeah. like going to Target mm. and then, you know, and but do you, you do that with what, what 
What I'm looking for is, and I learned this from my YouTube design people as I was redesigning my home. What I go uh, and look for is uh, high quality dupes. Ah. So I'm looking for something that might be in restoration hardware, something that might be in crate and barrel, but something that's like, it looks very similar. That's all I'm looking for is dupes. Oh, dude, I online, uh, if you're like, I, when I was shopping for some furniture beds, high, higher ticket items in the last couple of years. And I have, I figured out a way that you can like go to crate and barrel and then I can research online and figure out what manufacturing plants crate and barrel uses. And then you can see, and then you go to that company's website and you can see all the places that they sell furniture to. So Crate and Barrel wow. is one of them, but then they'll sell it to like this website or that website. And so then I'm going to go to those cheaper websites and look for stuff that looks like it could be Crate and Barrel because I know it's made at the exact same plant. And, and I got, I got a, I got a $3,000 bed for yeah. like 900 bucks. Like, and it's the exact same one. Oh, yeah. I oh, saw it yeah. at some other site and then I went to the you know, I think it was in India or something, but you can find all that stuff, dude. There's a whole, there's whole TikTok people who are like helping you do e-com businesses and stuff. And they're like, listen, mm -hmm. you want to start a t-shirt company? Well, here's the exact companies that do Supreme and do uh, Yeezy and do whatever. And you can just order mm -hmm. the exact same quality garments from mm -hmm. the source and then just do your own label. You know, also, also uh, Pinterest is amazing when not, welcome to hgtv everybody but <laughs> pinterest is amazing i found out this hack you can take a picture of what you want and if you're looking for a dupe and you can upload it to pinterest and pinterest will find everything wow. that looks like the like so if it's a specific uh, specific couch i was into like this uh restoration hardware cloud couch I took a picture of it. I uploaded it to, to Pinterest and then it found all of the couches that look like that on the internet. So welcome to HGTV designing with I Derek like and like Cameron. It. You know what I'm saying? This is, I don't do any of this. Oh, I, listen. Thank you, Jamie. There's something charming about walking into a store for a single decorative pillow and coming out with like an ottoman, a new Afghan, <laughs> and like a giant... And like a gigantic spoon that you're going to uh -uh. affix to like above the doorway in your kitchen. You're like, uh -uh. I was not planning on buying a four foot long <laughs> uh -uh. spoon, but man, it would look kind of dope. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it would set the right vibe. Uh -uh. Little farmhouse thing I'm going for. <laughs> Throw that bad boy on the wall. We didn't get the decorative pillow either. That's how I rolled. That's exactly how I rolled. All right. What's going on this week, Emily? Um, sorry. Yeah, I don't have much more news about home goods, but, um, I do have a really, uh, interesting study that I want to talk about. Uh, I know we talked a lot about just the future of the church and what it's going to look like and be like, and it hasn't always been positive, but a new Barna study actually showed that about three out of four young adults are open to growing their faith spiritually. Um, and that's not just Christians that is like throughout the U S. So there's like a, a spiritual awesome. hunger out there mm -hmm. what you're saying interesting yeah yeah and like overall um like the adult population 44 percent said that they are open to specifically um learning more about god which i was really surprised by that number because that's a i feel like that's a pretty that's what basically almost one in two people who say that they want to grow their faith deeper since the pandemic 44 percent i'll be honest seems a little low like i feel like if, if, if any adult is like hey do you want to know more about god you know, like, I feel like it would got to be like 80. Like, who's saying no to that? I, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I find that surprisingly so, low. So like, what other things would they want to know? Jesse, about? we were, we, she and I were talking about this, how these 
we'll get these studies all the time and the headline will be 21% of young adults, you know, hate their boss. It's like, or 79% of young adults don't hate their boss. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're, it's a minority that you're pointing out. So to your point, Jesse, the headline could have been almost 60% of Americans have no interest in knowing more about God. The majority it, of Americans have no interest in where, knowing more about God. It's like, even, even if you're, even if you're not someone who considers himself religious, knowledge of God, you know, I feel like is would have some universal appeal. Like, right. What's what's the harm in having the knowledge? It's, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so Barna Kinnaman is trying to say that there's a spiritual hunger out there, even though young adults are leaving the church, they're still open spiritually is what they're trying to say. Right. Yeah. So it, I was surprised by it just because I feel like, I thought when specifically when it came to growing spiritually, not like specifically with God, but just in general growing spiritually, I feel like I've there's always this like discussion in these studies saying that we're moving away from spirituality. And so the fact that there's three out of four are open to spirituality of any kind, I just thought that was interesting. And I think that's important for us to know, mm -hmm. uh, like as the church, just to say like, okay, mm -hmm. there is a hunger there and we need to be meeting them where they're at. I mean, it, it would it would in, it would indicate that there's a, a, a spiritual renewal and an awakening probably on the horizon, right? I mean, when society gets hopeless and more and more secular, and there's like a yearning for something else, you know, there's like a spiritual hunger kind of percolating, and you know, uh, that's when usually revival happens. So that yeah. would be yeah. awesome to see. All right, what else you got? Um, okay, I want to talk about uh, this. AI generated show called Nothing Forever. Have y'all heard about this? It's great. No, no, I have not. So, um, yeah. it is. There's a stream. Wait, channel. none of you have seen this. None of you. I haven't even heard about it. No. Okay, we've been talking about this all week at the website, so that tells me yeah, something. It's pretty anyway, crazy. It's on Twitch. <laughs> um, you know the streaming platform Twitch. Yeah. I, yeah. I a couple of guys created an eight bit animated. Seinfeld. So oh, yeah, yeah. they created the, thing, they yeah. created the base animation of the apartments and the stand-up spot and whatever, and they created a laugh track. And then they set it free and chat GPT creates a never-ending Seinfeld episode, completely written by AI, nonstop. And it's mesmerizing <laughs> because it just goes and go it's just unbelievable. It's been going since December, right? December, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's called Nothing Forever because the premise is that. They're not really doing anything beyond just kind of talking, having casual conversations. So you can jump in, watch five minutes, leave. You can watch 30 minutes. You know, it's like it's just entertaining the fact that it never ends. When I watched it a few days ago, middle of the afternoon, there was 83,000 people streaming it live. Wow. wow. I mean, it's just like it was crazy. Wow. Anyway, what happened next? Well, so the uh, show is actually currently suspended right now because the AI generated content got a little offensive um, and made some uh -oh. transphobic remarks, um, <laughs> which is, you know, it, you know, it's been two months and it already made like inappropriate content, not looking great. So, if, so Twitch <laughs> pulled it because it violated the terms of service of no, right. no offensive racial transphobic remarks uh -huh. and the AI got transphobic. Uh, of, of course, the, of course the AI is, is not sensitive to human emotion. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. You know <laughs> but the, they said that the, the, the creators distanced themselves. They're like, that's not right. what you believe at all. And they're like, it had they had put in some moderation stuff into the AI, but apparently, 
like the AI upgraded or they switched it over to a different AI and there was a glitch on the moderation. It didn't carry over. So it like switched to a new platform where there was no moderation and the AI went almost hmm. immediately to being transphobic and offensive. So it's like, wow. interesting, hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's raised a lot of questions about like ethically, you know, cause we've been talking so much about AI is going to be a part of our culture and all of this. And it's just raised a lot of questions about, okay, but who's monitoring the content it's yeah. creating and ethically, do we need to put parameters? It's just open oh, basically a huge can of worms for like, how do you AI. give artificial intelligence, which can quote unquote, think for itself. How do you give morality. it morality and ethics? Right. And, put, and who and decides put, what, where the line is? Boom. Exactly. And wait, there's well, the bias. Wait, wait, wait until the AI police start sprinkling crack on everybody backseat and <laughs> want to send to jail. That's going to be interesting. It's like, yo. <laughs> I think the other interesting thing, too, is not just like how does our AI develop its morality or its sense of what is, uh, you know, offensive or appropriate. The other thing, too, that I think is, is really interesting in this is like, like, where does artificial intelligence sense of humor come from? Because mm -hmm. like, I feel like humor is a, something that is distinctly derived from the human experience. Like in order to find something funny, there has to be some point of relation to it. Like it, it could be slapstick, mm -hmm. right? Like you see someone carrying a couple pies and fall down the stairs and hit themselves in the face. Like why is the reaction of a, like a human could tell you why they're reacting by laughing Right. But why does a robot find that funny? Like a robot has no point of relation right. from that. You know, like what difference, like how would the robot make the distinction between slapstick comedy like that versus some violent video of someone getting hit by a car or something? You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. in, in the computer's mind, they're both slapstickish. Mm -hmm. I find it really curious of like how how are they even teaching it to tell jokes because they don't know why the jokes are funny. You know, uh, there was this uh, study I saw um, around Afrotech and minorities and AI. And what they said was. I realistically, the AI can is going to take on the biases of the person that created mm. it, no matter how no matter how uh, much you try to make it unbiased, even if you put even if there's a small bias over time, you're going to watch. It's like shoot a straight line like it's going to go off and then it'll get further and further from the path. So that's one of the big concerns about even AI within the black community is like, well, what happens when we start programming all these AI and 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 we, we use it? It helps make the city safe. But then also the person who programmed this bias is going to be in there. So if they have a bias against black people or even for black people or uh, against trans people or against Asian people or whatever. Or just even their worldview, just if they're a white mm -hmm. programmer and, you know, one top one percent global, you know, the way they see the right. world, the way that AI is going to see the world is exactly. going to be biased. I mean, it's implicit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that. That's the. Ooh, that's a scary thought. Guys. So for us, for us, we're sitting there going, OK, in this specific situation where, you know, the Twitch terms of service got violated and so they suspended this content. OK, so now we got to put up the guardrails. So whose responsibility is it? Because it's not just one global AI, obviously. Everybody's developing their own AIs, Microsoft, Google, chat, open AI. They're all doing their own thing. Different methodologies, different technologies. So who's the governor? Who's going to govern this? 
of what's okay and what's not. Is it on the mm. developers? Is it on mm. the platforms like Twitch? Is it on the government to regulate it? Like, and then who's mm. that person and what, why, why are their ethics going to be the one that decides what's okay and what's not like that to me, it's like, this is a wild West and, and the technology yeah. is moving so much faster. Yeah. Like platforms and people can't keep up. Like it's going to like, this is just the beginning of a lot of problems that are going to happen, you know? Yeah. Cause like you said, like this show's only been on for two months and it's already made like an offensive mm-hmm. comment. And so it's like, they, I, I highly doubt the creators expected this to happen. This like have to right. address this so quickly. Yeah. And like, it's just moving at a really accelerated pace. Mm. And it's like, we're just now having discussions about it. And it's like, we needed to have these five years ago before we started creating this. Yeah. And, and two, like uh, uh, Microsoft announced this week, Bing, their search engine has going to partner with chat GPT and chat GPT will be baked into the Bing search experience. Google quickly announced that they're working on their own AI search experience. It's going to be a few weeks later, but immediately now your search results and the, and the information that you are given online is going to be manipulated by artificial intelligence. It's going to tell you what it thinks you want to know. So I don't know what bias oh it's coming from yeah. to give me, because like it's not that. a search engine anymore. It's thinking about the question yeah. you have and it's answering it cognitively but from Wait, what perspective don't we already have this don't we already have this in facebook isn't isn't facebook giving you everything you want to see because of who you're searching what you're doing like it's like algorithm. you're in this echo yeah uh-huh. i mean it's not information but you're surrounded by the same thing that you're already looking up it feels a little scary it, it, it definitely is like the implications are scary but and this is relatively low stakes like if you hear a, a, a robot tell an offensive joke or or it serves you some weird search results you know ultimately you can just move on with your day but to derek's point once ai gets incorporated to yeah. techn- like i remember there's an episode of like radio lab a while ago i think it was radio lab but either way they were talking about some of the people the engineers designing self-driving cars quickly realized uh, quickly realized they needed to hire a bunch of ethicists because it, you know self-driving cars in like an event of a traffic s- scenario has to make a life or death call and like they were given an example of like if you're in a self-driving car that is plowing through and has sensors everywhere it, it can perceive and react quicker than a human can and it can either in this situation hit a pedestrian or plow the car into a wall. If those are the two, just hypothetical. In this scenario is if I go straight, I will hit a pedestrian and kill and, and likely will end up with that person potentially dying. Or I can veer right, but I will plow right into a wall or a tree and, 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 and kill my driver. Kill. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it has to make a decision. Well, right? Life it, it, matters it, more. Yeah. And, 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 but the, scale that right like scale that to other things other than traffic where life or death decisions like if ai is determining let's say there's a shortage of some medicine that's that that sick people need right like if there's a certain disease and ai is in, is in charge of distributing well suddenly it's got a major ethical quandary on its hands yeah. that you know ultimately it's in charge of potentially who lives and who dies mm. in, in some of these but scenarios where we're going to see it. I don't, be, I mean, AI is going to be baked into every aspect of our life. So for example, big companies will probably make AI part of the hiring process, evaluating candidates and stuff like that to save on human capital. Right. So imagine if the AI has a bias for or against certain types of applicants and, or college admissions 
Or, I mean, there's so many places that you know they're going to use this because it's going to be a tool that will make things more efficient, lower costs, et cetera, et cetera. But it will hold people back or promote people based on what factors. And that's the big question is like, what factors? Like, what ethics are driving this? And again, I think it's just like, you know, we've been talking about this for years that it's coming. It's here. I mean, it's like this, this is already happening. We can't put the worms back in the can. I mean, it's so now it's a question of we need to be like raising the, the questions of who's calling the shots here, you know, like, yeah, I don't think anybody's talking about that. Anyway, what else you have, Emily? Uh, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is a new docuseries that's coming out. Uh, it's about Lollapalooza. Who's been to Lollapalooza in this group? Oh, come on. I've been to 15 of them. I don't know. We go every year. <laughs> Yeah, been to, been, to a, been to a handful over the years. A handful. Okay. He's been to like 10 plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zero over here for me and Derek. All right. So we're kind of split here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can watch the docuseries on Paramount Plus, which is coming out um, hopefully later this year. But what's really exciting is the director of the docuseries is a guy named Michael John Warren, who also directed a little documentary called Hillsong Let Hope Rise. Do you remember that? That... The yeah, Hillsong documentary, do. not the expose not one. Not the but controversial like, one. Yeah. The Hillsong the, United the one. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he did the Nicki Minaj documentary. And then after Nicki yeah, Minaj did Hillsong United. IMDb page. <laughs> Didn't he do the Jay-Z one too? And he did the Didn't Jay-Z documentary. That's absolutely yeah. right. That was his first big wow. one. Which one you talking about? The, which, which Jay-Z one? You talking about the, uh, the Black album? Fade the, to Black? Yeah, Fade to Black, the documentary. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. So he did Fade to Black. He did Nicki Minaj. He did Hillsong United. And then he did Lollapalooza. So. Fade to Black was one of the most inspirational documentaries yeah. I ever watched. Well, you're going to be real inspired by the Lollapalooza one that's coming out. <laughs> what era of that's Lollapalooza does it, does it focus uh, on? It looks like it's kind of going through mostly the origin of it. It's, th- it's going to be three episodes. So um, okay. it's, I think it's going to kind of do probably like the start of it. And then the rest will be just, you know, how it's grown over the last yeah. 20 years or well, 30 years maybe at this point. I think it started in the early 90s as a traveling festival, kind of like Vans Warped Tour. Mm-hmm. Like it would yeah. go city to city mm-hmm. and then platform, you know, these indie artists and alternative artists and stuff like that. And then I think after like a decade of doing that, they decided to settle in Chicago and just have it at Chicago every year and not travel anymore. But um, Which they do actually have some in different countries as well, but the American mm-hmm. one is... I think Brazil has a big one. Yeah. The uh, but but Perry Farrell, the creator, uh, he's still like if you go to the fe- like he's still ever present at the festival, mm-hmm. you know, and he has this Perry stage there. The thing, the fingerprints from the early days of Lollapalooza when it was like the guys from Jane's Addiction and a lot of those kind of like 90s rock and a lot of art rock bands, you know, uh, the fingerprint, anything, everything from like sort of like the psychedelic sort of branding to just how like the vibe of the festival is still definitely there, mm-hmm. you know, That's dope. I, th- this filmmaker is fascinating. It's just like the stuff he picks up. I mean, if you look at it, the one really weird selection is the Hillsong story. But anyway, it's really good. If you haven't. Why is that weird, though? I mean, Hillsong. Hillsong That's true. I mean, he was he mm-hmm. he was just interested. He's just like this band is like a global phenomenon and nobody's heard of them outside of their fan base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was coming in anthropologically. He was just fascinated with the story and the, all that stuff. Um, it didn't really land. It was going to be Warner Brothers and it was going to be this big release and, and it yeah. ended up kind of fizzling. It was just weird how it kind of rolled out, kind of limped out. But it was a really good documentary. I mean, 
Just nobody saw it. Anyway. All right. Well, there's a lot more where that comes from. Uh, make sure to make relevantmagazine.com part of your daily web browsing. We're covering a lot of stuff there. Thanks, Emily. Bye, guys. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, speaking of Hillsong United, JD joins us. Listening to Lil Yachty. The song is Running Out of Time. Good album. Well, our guest today is Jonathan Douglas, better known as JD from Hillsong United. They just dropped an expanded edition of their album, Are We There Yet? And uh, JD sat down with Emily to talk about the music, rediscovering who they are over the last few years, and how he's preparing for the future of United, whatever that may look like. Here's our conversation with Jonathan Douglas. I mean, I, I think the album also just really speaks like just to the current moment of we were all in a very deep valley for, for a variety of reasons, um, the pandemic being the biggest one, but um, even in that, just daily life. And so, um, no, I, I think the album does a really great job of of lifting us out as well. Yeah, well, it's encouraging to hear because I, the, it's what it's actually been for us personally and our families. Yeah. Um, I don't know for my wife and I, like even travel. Like we have the privilege we do we work together mm. by leading one of our church campuses here in Sydney, Australia, and yeah, we all, you know, there's we don't all have it together or we don't have all the answers. And even just being able to, as fun as it sounds, playing some of these tracks off an album that I was part of creating for, you know, like I said, over two years, is still like there's a track towards the end of the album called Not Afraid. And it's just uh, like, there's been moments where we're like, oh, we don't, I don't know, I don't feel equipped to be able to run the meeting that I've got to do today. I don't know the answers. And there's, you know, so many barriers, but um, it's just that perspective shift. And that's what, of what, you know, these songs hopefully bring to people. The expanded album, like what exactly is added to it from the original album? Yeah, so there's about six songs that, um, that's kind of like what I was saying, that what was making the the original album was done via zoom and done via separation but then when we were finally able to when the borders you know weren't shut anymore and we were able to get together we were able to actually record these songs when we we're all together um some of them were in sydney and then some of them were you know at our studio in california and so really again the hopefully like all of our songs that um so many different ways you can attack them and play them and record them and we i don't think we've ever finished an album and been like yep that's perfect that's the right way to do it it's just the 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 best we could get it to for the deadline so to speak and so then we're just having a bit more time and being together being able to you know i guess yeah re rework how some of the songs can be played but i think the big the big key was that we're actually able to be together (laughs) and record them which was fun (laughs) 
What is next for United? That is a great question. Yeah, we. Um, I kind of love that because, you know, the journey of our team, I think like I was saying earlier, is that the, we, um, we never kind of even planned to, you know, we're not that smart or that good to kind of come up with, like, let's get together, write some songs. And really for us, it started, you know, just over 20 years ago when we were in our youth group together and our youth pastor at the time was just kind of putting out the challenge there to like to be like hey God's gifted every single one of you not just the United team like our youth ministry in different ways and I remember him just saying you know um, he said this line how long are the greatest minds and um, and gifted people going to go to the biggest corporations like Apple and Coca-Cola and all these things which I'm, it's, it's great to do that if that's what you're called to do but he kind of said he made the decision, I want to give my best to building the church and serving God and loving Him and loving people. And that kind of resonated with us. And so it just was a moment of looking, okay, what have we got in our hands? What are we passionate about? What are we kind of half decent at? And that was kind of doing music and leading people in worship. And so that's kind of, we just thought, let's just do that. And the, if you would have told us 20 years ago that the last 20 years would have happened, we just wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> Not, not a chance and um, and still kind of feel grateful but because it's just been a journey of trusting God and so kind of Proverbs 16.9 talks about a man's heart he plans his way but the Lord determines his steps and that's been a real key scripture for us we kind of go alright let's kind of maybe shoot and aim this way with the understanding that God's in control he's going to open the doors or shut the doors or you know breathe on whatever we're doing and depending on how much breath there is will depend on you know how much momentum or how far it kind of travels so all that to say we are excited to be working on new music and kind of looking at where God wants to lead us and um, as romantic as that sounds it's reality of just trusting God and you know we're not completely sure but you know we've got our ideas so we're kind of just we're going to have a crack at a few things, you know, hopefully getting to travel to some places we haven't been for a little while. Um, but I think for us now, even though we're talking about a release that we've just done, the expanded edition, where um, we're kind of excited about working on some new music together and um, with what God's speaking to us, you know, right now and seeing how that comes out. I feel like I've talked to so many people and sometimes the hardest part is figuring out exactly what that gifting is um, and figuring out, you know, what they're supposed to do with it. So I don't know, like what, do you have any advice for someone who's maybe they want to do something, but they just don't know where to start? Yeah, I think that, um, like, I think it's a couple of things. It's not just kind of one way, but um, the two things that come to mind straight away for me that once they align, it's a probably pretty good indicator of your gift. It's it's one what you love, like what brings you joy, what gets you excited. I think the biggest way I've discovered the the gifts that I believe God has put in me is by other people calling them out. And so, because I think you know, I could absolutely love um, you know space and astronomy and wanting to be an astronaut, but if I don't which I can tell you right now, I don't have the brains <laughs> to go on the journey to get into space. And to be honest, it would probably freak me out anyway, but this is like an extreme example. But um, I think 
we can be passionate and love things and see something that someone else is doing and go, I want to do that. But I think what's really good is community and that's what God has created. You read through all throughout Scripture, we were created to be in community and that's why the last two years have sucked. But um, it's coming back. <laughs> and I think there's so much in, again, having, like there's a proverb that says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Now, you don't want, obviously, friends shouldn't be the ones that pull you down, but to be able to just help, um, you know, show the, re- the reason I've kept stepping into who God's called me to be is is a huge part of surrounding myself with people that I know love me enough to tell me when I, you know, to be able to call out maybe if I'm going down the wrong track or when I'm sharing what's in my heart to, in a kind way, be able to not necessarily shoot me down, but shoot me in a different direction. Because the other, the reality is I think all of us will. If you're anything like me, you can get so discouraged. Even when you do feel like you've got a gift, you can. It's not hard to find yourself just questioning your worth or your ability. Um, and so, having those people to encourage you in that way and call it out. So, um, yeah, I think those things. Figure out what you what you love, and then have people around you, a good community, whether it be family or friends, who you can trust that they they know love you, um, but can, and can kind of you know encourage and also bring direction. That was Jonathan Douglas, JD. Check out the new expanded edition of uh, United Zelm. Are we there yet? So no. All right. Up next, it's your feedback. to Kai Dreams. The song is Not Enough. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got talking about that de-extinction company. If you remember the episode, uh, they're wanting to bring back the dodo bird. They're They're working on the woolly mammoth. Um. Yeah, I leave de-ex- for, for one week, and that's yep. what y'all come up with. You missed it. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. There's an actual company. They call themselves a de-extinction company, Where? and and they are they got a hundred fifty million dollar grant, and they're going to bring back the dodo bird, and they already got projects for woolly mammoth and some other stuff that they're working no. on. No. So. No, bring man. them back. No, yeah. straight no, up Jurassic Park. What could go wrong, Derek? For real. What? 
Bring them God. back so we can eat them. Bring them back so we can <laughs> oh, eat man. them. Anyway. Bro, we have not watched any of the movies from the 90s. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we got Terminator happening live right now. Oh, yes. did you see? I mean, we covered this at Relevant, but scientists in, I forget what country it is, have created, and we put the video on our website, have created a robot that can melt itself down to liquid form, yes. g- move, I and then T-1000, reform itself. Bro. And then reform itself. Bro, we ain't learned wow. nothing from the 90s. Not one thing That's what I'm saying. We are living 90s. in Terminator 2. We're living in, living in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> I mean, it's Park. Like, <laughs> but none of the fun stuff. None of the stuff we asked for. It's all the stuff that <laughs> right. can go wrong. It's like, no one asked for T-1000. Actually, we all asked for him to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. we hated it. Yes. Like, the dinosaurs, we learned, uh, you know, about a half hour into the movie, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> what happens to all the cool stuff? And the, where, where's the hoverboards and, and, and time machines and, <laughs> you know, like Terminator Eye stuff that actually works? Why are they only giving us the, the, the stuff that creates villains? That's, that's the real question. Here. Terminator Eye is <laughs> happening, man. It's happening. That's going to be a part of the augmented reality stuff where you'll be able to see an overlay in real sight. Yeah, but I don't want to look like some dork out there in goofy think of, like think Google of, glasses. Dude, it's going to start with Google glasses and it's going to end up being a, a contact lens eventually. You know yeah. how tech goes. Jeez. I mean, if we get a dodo board, bird before we get a Terminator eye, we got our priorities <laughs> straight humanity. No one asked for the dodo bird. I'm sorry. Like no one's life is going to be changed. Like, hey, man, Jesse, I slept so good. I slept so good last night. There's a bunch of dodo birds running around now and they've been gone for like 40 years. So it's a a, a, more than that. But it's a uh, it's a 50 pound chicken. That's what it is. It's a 50 pound bird. We have a chicken shortage right now. Bring on the 50 pound chickens. That's why don't we why don't we why don't we address the chicken shortage? Why don't we before we de-extinct a dead bird? Why don't we address the ones that are alive but are dying? And then we'll 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 pivot, you know? Let's de-extinct the chicken. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's de-extinct the, the, like eggs are twelve dollars a carton. Like because there's no chickens. Dude. Let's de-extinct them chickens Dude, first. Thank you. Before we bring back the prehistoric chicken that's probably going to bring back some sort of disease wow. with it or that's going to morph into a freaking uh, I don't know Teletubby or something and shoot lasers out his eye and kill everybody like let's address yeah. just the regular chicken yeah, before, just the regular before we chicken. go de-extincting let's worry about the ones that are pre-extincting because right. you know like I said I think they're taking their eye off the ball here you know what I mean like it's Man, on Saturday, Cohen, I was like, hey, what do you want for breakfast? I was thinking, what do you want, pancakes? You know, He's like, can I have eggs? I was like, man, I haven't bought eggs in a month. <laughs> eggs, no I, eggs. I, we ain't got no eggs, man. Right. <laughs> like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting that out. Yeah, it's like PS5, iPhone 14, <laughs> hard-boiled eggs right now. Luxury. Yeah. yeah. You no longer Bougie. flex by getting a Tesla or whatever. You flex by having a big old plate of scrambled eggs. You, yeah. you get yeah. an omelet this right. morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so we asked you, what's a piece of technology or invention that you want to see brought to life? So you guys hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast. And here's a few of our favorites. Uh, Kevin put a photo up of um, the Flintstones. You know, they've got their little rolling car. Remember yeah. they used to go eat. And the, the, he said this. He said, I hope that Elon designs a car that we can carry a woolly mammoth burger before we start eating them. Oh, right. And it's a photo of the girl bringing out the big rack of, I guess, woolly mammoth ribs or something mm-hmm. to, to Fred mm-hmm. Flintstone. And it tips his car over. Yeah, we need to have yeah. Teslas that are woolly mammoth ribs safe. I don't want woolly mammoth ribs. <laughs> 
I, you wouldn't eat a woolly mammoth rib if it was offered to you, Derek. That rib is bigger than you. Bro, it, bro I don't want to eat anything that was made in a lab by fusing a bunch of things together by some random guy. It's going to be wrong. it's going to be what woolly mammoth DNA fused with uh uh developed in an elephant embryo, elephant uh womb. So yeah, it'll be a little bit of elephant. Out, Derek. It's a little bit of other things too. They can't bring yeah. back the full woolly mammoth. They got to bring in some other animals too. So basically they're making Guys. a whole new animal. They're fi- they're patching up the d- missing DNA with similar animals. So like the dodo will have oh, yeah. other bird DNA in oh, it. Oh yeah. This 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 is what you remember in Revelation, uh-huh. where it's like it says that it has like a a tiger's yeah. face and face like a man and all that. That's how you got it. it. Y'all thought that it was some sort of metaphor or whatever. No, it's literally that. Like that's what John saw. Like I would eat I sh- would eat the seven headed beast as well. Just to be like, hey, man. <laughs> I take a bite. A little dragon tail. A little dragon tail. It's a little gamey. Barbecue sauce. It's a little gamey. Yeah. It's a little dry. Yeah. Need- yeah, yeah, yeah. A overcooked. Gamey. Overcooked. All that time I lake a fire. A little overcooked. I like mine a little rare. I like my Cook my meat. Yeah, I like I like my Antichrist War Babylon unholy mashup of a hell beast. A little bit more rare. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like, I ordered it medium rare, not yeah. You know, no, but that. you know, we're, we're, they're learning. They're learning down there. Um, it's always hot, so it's hard to tell. Um, the I didn't see this on there on the list, but yeah. did you guys ever? I'm not a big gamer, but in college, I feel like every like at the time I was Halo was like a big game or in high school or whatever on Xbox. And they had that Jeep in, in Halo called the Warthog, where, you know, on the two little joystick on the two little directional sticks, you could control the wheels independently. And it was very hard to drive until you really practice it. But you could pull some sick maneuvers <laughs> because the, the rear wheels and the front wheels, like I said, you could you could turn them in ways that, that could really make it. And I saw the new Hummer that's coming yeah. out. Like you seen crab the videos, walk. yeah, and crab walk. What? But they're 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 turning like fifteen degrees. Yeah. It, it, like what purpose does the does the crab walk thing? I want full autonomy. I want two steering wheels, one for the front, one for the back. That takes a long time to master, just like the warthog. But when you master it, you're pulling off incredible maneuvers. The the, the crab walk, yeah, great. If I have to weave through perfectly uh, placed cones down the dead center of the road that'll be a Wait, great so feature. you want trucks to be like old-timey fire fire trucks where there's 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 a steering wheel guy for just the I'd back like wheels i'd like to try it all right i'd like to try it <laughs> just see what i can just see what we can do on there you know <laughs> like we're going we're going about 15 percent of the way there with the crab walk let's go 100 everyone let's make Jesse. let's make it let's make it like a shopping cart right like a shopping cart i can if i'm walking Okay. Because, He's delirious. No, I'm. I'm. Okay. There is nothing. There is nothing worse than the IKEA shopping cart with the four independent wheels. You can't pivot you because you haven't mastered them. You have to kind of them. push it weirdly. Yeah, I, I wrench my guys, back every time. Yeah. Guys, y'all people can't drive with one steering wheel. <laughs> like you system. gonna add another one? <laughs> no, but people can't drive no. with one steering wheel. I saw somebody hit a parked car. <laughs> Like how you hit? I I was on tour and a tour bus driver hit the toll booth. Oh, like 
it ain't been it's been there since the 80s <laughs> like how you hit a toll booth that's been there since mm-hmm. the 80s I'm not trying to add two steering wheels. So Jesse could have probably pivoted last second if he had a second steering wheel. But like, whoa, that was a close one. Let me get the back wheels. The future is no steering wheel, not two steering wheels. You know that's coming. Yeah, I mean, right now Mercedes just released they just released a prototype of an autonomous car where the four seats face each other, like 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 a train car or whatever, you know, like your car won't mm. have a, a front row with a steering so, wheel. So anymore. all it's great. It's, it's a perfect invention because all four people in the car can now get car sick. It's, it's <laughs> delightful. They, they figured it out. They cracked it. Yeah. Great job. Everybody's in the back seat. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christopher battles. He's sending a, he wants uh, Kramer's coffee table book where the coffee table book is actually a coffee table. I, I think it's brilliant. We need to make that happen. All right. We've spent enough time on last week's question. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, we got talking about home goods earlier and and, uh, Emily's explosion of tasteful decorations that she now works to have. She surrounds herself with as she works. Um, And, you know, we got talking about the home goods experience, how it's always a scavenger hunt. It's always unexpected. So for this week's question of the week, we want to know the weirdest thing that you've ever impulsively bought while you were out shopping. The weirdest, funniest thing that you love, you're happy you got it, that you did not plan to buy. Do you guys have any? I, I one time was at a Marshall's and it just rummaging through the area where it's like, you know the area where it's like the, the, the fake like things that came back from some international expedition. Like there's a lot of, lot of like weather looking framed maps and globes and like little statues that look like they came from like a Tibetan temple t- temple or whatever. You know, you know the section I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it looks like, Oh, what is all this fun? I, for some reason, one time I saw like, do you remember a rain stick? Do you remember those? Like if you grew up, I feel, yeah. I feel like in, in a particular sect of evangelical churches back behind that drum cage, the pe- plexiglass one, there'd be all kinds of weird little, you know, egg shakers and stuff. And every once in a while, when when the, when the altar calls coming, they would bring out the rain stick, and it was this thing you could turn upside down, uh-huh. and, and it would make this like, you know, kind of soft sound. And I don't know why, but I was like, this rain stick's only like twenty bucks. I don't know how much rain sticks go, like, <laughs> but that seems like a great deal. And I just felt this this absolute compulsion to purchase it, and I did. You still and, have it. Uh, I, I don't know what happened to it. I'm sure it was thrown out <laughs> almost immediately by a member of my family who was outraged that I would even purchase it. Um, but, you know, sometimes the mood hits and you just yeah. have to own something. I bought cowboy spurs once. They're on the shelf right there. I've never had a chance to use them, but anyway. I, I don't, I, I'm not even, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I have a, a piece of footwear that I could attach spurs to. to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there's like, well a leather, there's like a leather strap. You just like slide your boot into it. I will say if I saw someone. No, I don't own boots. I just thought it was interesting. So I bought cowboy spurs. Okay. I've never used them. (laughs) It would be, it would be quite the flex to just like roll up in sneakers and, and cowboy spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Guarantee that happens in Texas. Someone is like, Oh, absolutely. Racing to the ranch. They they just put on their spurs. Yeah. 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 at a truck stop in florida it's pretty common to see a bunch of like stuffed alligator heads i have a couple of those about alligator heads but this is weird i bought um knight's hand armor like a medieval knight you never know you oh, never know wow when, when you're gonna wow <laughs> i have a lot of weird stuff 
This is my question of the week. Well spent. <laughs> yeah, this is my question of the week. I got some weird stuff, man. Anyway. All right. So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and tell us the weirdest impulse buy you've ever done. Maybe it's at a home goods or somewhere like that. Well, before we wrap the show up, I want to thank JD for joining us today. Make sure to check out the new expanded edition of United's album. Are we there yet? Hey, uh, while you're checking out stuff online, <laughs> check out relevantmagazine.com. Look at that segue. Uh, we're over there publishing a lot of stuff at the intersection of faith, culture, justice, life. Um, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't follow us on all the socials, you should. And if you don't like the socials, but you want to stay in touch with what we're doing and putting out, you can sign up for our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every morning right there on the front page and on the sidebar at relevantmagazine.com. You should also check out Relevant Plus, which is our ad-free premium content experience. You would get this podcast each week uh, ad-free. You would get a special subscriber podcast as well. Uh, you get our digital magazine, beautiful designed enhanced edition ad-free, and you get unlimited ad-free reading at relevantmagazine.com. Plans start as low as $250 a month. It's the best way to experience our content. We think you like it. We'd love the support. Go check out all the information right there. Right-click in the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Okay. Well, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Jamie Ivey. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. We didn't get the decorative pillow either. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.